welcome to FW Presents, the anthology show for the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm your host, Rob Kelly, and this episode is called Tales of the Spinner Rack. And joining me on this journey through metal and wire is Derek William Crabb. Hi, Derek. Hey, hey, what's up, Rob? Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, thank you for being here. I am so happy to finally get around to doing this show. I talked about doing this a long time ago. Uh, because Derek and I are owners of actual comic book spinner racks, the vintage comic book spinner racks from days of yore. And and this is something I've been wanting to do for a long time. I've owned my spinner rack for almost 20 years now, but it has been, up until very recently, uh, tucked away in storage, just collecting dust. And it always kind of made me sad, but that was sort of where we were. And now uh, I'm in a new apartment, and it is out. It is in the living room. It has got comic books on it. It is, it's glorious. And so I reached out to Derek, and I was like, you know, I knew that you owned a, a spinner rack. And I was like, I so want to talk to somebody about owning one of these things. You're one of the few people I know that's made the effort to actually go out and purchase one of these beauties. So we're just – Derek and I are just going to talk a little bit about what it's like to own one of this vintage piece of, like, comic book history, how we got it, what we keep on it. What does it mean to us and stuff like that? So I hope you all enjoy this conversation we, Derek and I, are going to have about spinner racks. You've seen pictures of my spinner racks up on our Twitter site, on FW Podcast, on, on my Facebook page and stuff like that. And Derek posts pictures every time he adds something. So you can see these, these things out there. So uh, I just, before we even talk about spinner racks, Derek, I want to ask you, like, where did you get your comics growing up? Was it, was it newsstands? Was it comic stores? Like, where was your beginnings with that? I, I got my comics from all kinds of places. I mean, I mean, ultimately, you you know, you have that that growth period where you discover comic specialty shore, yep, stores, and yep. you go, "What? You can buy back issues? Like this is <laughs> this is a thing? Like what?" And you're 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 totally shocked and everything. But usually, I mean, I, I just wrote this big list. But I mean, and and this may come into my my rules as well. But you know. It was a lotly, uh, a lotly. It was a lot of uh, convenience stores, like you know, like to me. And and this may or may not uh, have regional value for people, and and may not be clear to other people. But you know, Quick Stop, Seven Eleven, like those were definitely kind of you know stores that that always had uh, either a spinner rack or maybe things on the magazine rack and things like that, where they had the, you know, the black and white Marvel type magazines, like stuff like mm. that. Um, Safeway was a frequent place where I could get comic books. Usually it wasn't the type of spinner rack that actually spun. It was more like those, the, the ones that were sort of on an incline and were, you know, kind of just against like a wall or something like yep, that. Yep. Um, Thrifties had spinner racks and that's more of like a drug store type thing, you know, where you could get, you know, m- medicine and, and, and that kind of thing. Um, uh, frequently, you know, to me, the, the Toys R Us three packs, like that was something that was always a thing where you would go to Toys R Us and they'd have at least three comics in a pack, and you were always wondering, like, <laughs> if, if, if it was randomized, you'd wonder, like, well, what the hell's the one in the middle? And usually it was probably <laughs> junk, but, but but sometimes you got lucky, and they were, like, themed packs, like, where it was, you know, uh, three Transformers or, or three Star Wars or you know, right, something right. like that. But, um, uh, you know, th- this will probably be a shout-out to Michael Bailey. Um, Walden Books was, was a frequent 
store, you know, in all mall chains across the United States where I would, I would get comic books. And, and that's, that's one of those things where I, I started, you know, questioning because it's like memory is a funny thing. It's like, is this, was this something I bought from the spinner rack? Was it not? And, and for a while I kind of kept thinking, well, it, it had to be a newsstand edition of the comic book. Right. Right. Bought it off the spinner rack. But then I realized like I got comics from Walden books and sometimes Walden books didn't necessarily get newsstand editions of comics. So I was thinking maybe that's how, you know, maybe that's how I obtained that, that comic book, even though it wasn't a newsstand edition. The, the, and do, you then, want, do you want to explain to people what that means? A lot of people oh, probably of a certain age don't even know what, what that even means. Oh, okay. Okay. So, and, and then, and then this, this, this might come into the rules as well too. But so if, if you have comic books uh, of a certain vintage that, that are not, the current vintage. Um, there's a small uh, square in the bottom left-hand corner of your comic book, and sometimes, like when I was a uh, uppity little kid that collected comic books from the the comic specialty shops, I went, "Ew, those barcodes are gross, and I don't want those." Um, and and how quickly the the winds change? Because now that I'm trying to replicate, you know, newsstand comics, now I'm kind of like, oh. I would prefer the one with the barcode because it would be more "quote unquote" authentic. But the, I miss you, Universal Product Code. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so because if you were if you were at Safeway, right? They needed they needed something to shoot. You know, they needed the the scanner to shoot the barcode or swipe the barcode so they could read what the price was and ring it up, basically. But if you were at a comic specialty shop, it was you know some dude behind the counter is like, "Hey, you want some comic books?" And they just like <laughs> ring it up on the the cashier register. And typically, those those bars on a a uh, direct market book would have some kind of cool art in it. Usually, it might be like, like a Spider-Man head, Spider-Man or, head yeah. or, or or sometimes you'd get lucky and there'd be like some really cool, you know, McFarlane scribble or you know some such <laughs> some such thing that was was in that box and everything. Or or sometimes it might have like a little, you know, go read this, kids, or you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're the new DC. There's no stopping us now or whatever. <laughs> whatever <laughs> right, I remember that one. Yeah, whatever it, it said in that box and everything. But yeah. And, and then conversely, like, you, you know, you'd have the UPC code, basically, which is just, it'd be a barcode and you can, you know, zap and scan it and that kind of thing. So that's why I, I'm, I, you know, to me, I was trying to formulate like, well, sometimes at Walden Books, it didn't necessarily, sometimes it might not have had the barcode. Because um, I, I think that that might explain why I have memories of getting sort of non-newsstand edition comics from basically a non, I guess for, for my rules, a, a non-comic specialty shop. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, I, I was trying to, because uh, I knew there were more places other than that, and I haven't mentioned them maybe on all my podcasts because I haven't covered a comic that came from some of these places, but I, I had these flashbacks to the Union City Public Library. Now, I didn't buy comics there, but I think that this is one of those like murky part of my rules or whatever, but like they had, you, you couldn't take them home, but it was kind of like, you know how like when you go to like a, a dentist or a doctor's office and they have a selection of magazines for people to browse, sure, like sure. in the kids section in, in the Union City Library, at least at one point, I'm pretty sure it doesn't exist now, but at one point when I was a kid growing up, you could go to the kids section and you know, there were plenty of books, you know young reader books and and picture books and all kinds of stuff. But one of the things they had a little, you know, kind of magazine type, um, it wasn't a rack. It was, you know, it was like one of those just kind of like little plastic book cases or whatever that you just put Mm -hmm. 
you know, magazines in. But instead, y- y- there was this random smattering selection of whatever the most I, – I, I don't, I don't want to say current, but like maybe, you know, it was, it was a couple months old, like where they had a bunch of comic books. And I think I remember, like if, if I recall correctly, I think that's how I read a lot of the – the DC superpowers comics at first before I bought some of my own. And it's also um, probably how I read incredible Hulk three thirty six, where I think it's McFarlane and, and it's the gray Hulk fighting X factor. So, oh, so, boy. so like I, I remember things like that, like where I was like, Oh, that, you know, it, it's weird. Occasionally I, I, I was trying to think of a movie to compare this to, and I'm, I'm totally blanking, but, but I feel like with, with this, when I'm trying to rediscover, or, or or fine memories of was that a spinner rack comic was that not occasionally I have these like you know Johnny mnemonic download moments where all of a sudden <laughs> something plugs in and I'm like <laughs> Union City Library and I went whoa like totally came back to me or whatever you know <laughs> like I remember that now or like um, sometimes like th- th- some of the comics on my spinner rack I guess I'd call them Costco comics because like there, there was like Costco at some point had these, it wasn't like a, it was like a grab bag, but it was like this hard plastic grab bag. And they'd have like two trays on either side of this hard plastic. And I think, you know, probably be like, you know, nine 99 or eight 99 or something. And they just have this whole random smattering of, of comic books in them. So like that, that, that was a way I ended up getting comics. You asked about newsstands. I, I know for sure. And I, I could not tell you the names of these to save my life. Um, and, and this may be interesting to overseas listeners possibly, but I, I remember when I was a really little kid, And these were things that survived the Great Purge. I don't know how great condition they're in, but they survived the Great Purge. I have a Hulk comic book written in Italian that I'm pretty sure was obtained (laughs) from an Italian newsstand. And I have a cover list. I have no idea what issue it is. I have no idea. I'd probably have to, like, send it to Michael Lane and have him examine it with a magnifying glass or something. But, like, he might be able to figure out, like, what comic books are reprinted in it. But hmm. there's a, I have a German Donald Duck comic that is coverless. And I can actually read the German Donald Duck comic because I, I took at least, you know, five years of German in school. So I could probably <laughs> read that one. The Italian one, I, I couldn't tell you. The thing about the Italian one is I can at least tell you where the cover comes from and what four issues it reprints. And and then part of me was thinking, oh, maybe I should get the U.S. versions of those and stick them on the spinner rack because that, that Italian Hulk comic doesn't fit on the spinner rack. It's just a little – it's not it's not quite magazine-sized, but it's – it's, it's a little oversized. It's yeah. oversized, so, so it's a little bigger and everything. And then I suppose way, way later – and this accounts for some of those that I, I have a lot of difficulty remembering – whether they came from specialty stores, uh, special uh, specialty stores, that's a tongue twister, um, mm-hmm. or whether they came from uh, the newsstand is when, when I started going to Loyola Marymount uh, in Los Angeles, um, I was trying to be, well, I, I don't know if I was trying to be a cool kid or something and, and not buy <laughs> comics, but, but I think my attitude was, because I, I was a nerd, it didn't last very long, but I think my attitude was, where am I going to put all this stuff? 
you know, like I only had so much room in the dorm room, you know, so I was like, I, I was like, I should not, you know, I should cool off and, and not do this and, and maybe buy some stuff, you know, on, you know, winter break or something like that. But eventually, like, I, I couldn't stand it. So so I, I, I didn't actively seek out comic book stores. Uh, and eventually I found out where they all were just because of who I am and, and the people that knew me and everything. But but my my tiptoe into the, you know, putting my 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 toe into the, the pool or whatever and, and trying it out was uh, in in Marina del Rey. There was, uh, you know, a. Uh, shopping center they had movie theaters and all this other stuff um for for anybody who's listened to the the saved by the bell podcast it's the same place where i saw showgirls that when we were talking <laughs> about that like that that it was that same shopping center and everything they had you know uh uh i think it was like a, a barnes and nobles they had two movie theaters they had all kinds of you know stores uh there was a um I'm trying to think of like all the restaurants and stuff that were around there, but there, there was a whole uh, bunch of, you know, fifties diners and, and, and things like that. But the, they, they had a newsstand and the newsstand had plenty of comic books. And that's where that X-Men 45 that has that nice, like sort of, I don't know if it's foil or whatever, but it's like one of those nineties books that has like a fold out cover with like rogue and gambit and all that stuff. And it's like that, you know, I suppose you should be like, Oh, that's not, you know, that's way too new to be a, a spinner rack comic from some, somebody of my vintage. But I mean, to me, I'm kind of thinking, well, no, I, I kind of remember buying that, you know, because I got it from that newsstand. Yeah. You still buy it. If you bought it off of any sort of form like that, it still counts. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, and, and, and those are the most difficult for me. Cause I'll, I'll go into like Mike's amazing world, like right around, like, like, you know, early, you know, like late 95, early 96. Cause that would have been maybe around the time. And then, and then I'm racking my brain cause I'm sitting there going, but I, I know I bought electric Superman comics, but none of those came out then. Like, but did I get them from the newsstand or did I get them from a store? Like I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I let that dude borrow all the electric Superman. comics. <laughs> I know I had them, but I'm like, I can't, you know, I, I, I can't say with certainty. So like, that's, that's that part of me where my memory is all, shot to hell and I, I don't know for sure or not, you know, so, so that's, but, but that's, I mean, you know, outside of specialty shops, you know, because, and then, and then the other thing I guess that, that is interesting about that is, um, I think trying to timestamp things doesn't always work because I can say like with, with pretty good authority, I started really collecting comics in 1987, but that doesn't necessarily mean that some of the spinner act comics don't come from 1991 or 1995 mm-hmm. or whenever, because, you know, the, the other thing too is, you know, I mean, you know, everybody makes a joke, you know, you're, you're Richie rich and you went to the comic store and spent all this money and everything, but you, you'll, you'll understand this. You, you, you couldn't always conv- like, especially when you didn't have your own wheels, right? You, you, you it's not like, your parents were Wednesday warriors or Thursday warriors or whatever the hell new comics came out back then with you. Like you didn't, you didn't get to go to the comic store like every single week. It was like, Oh no, no. It was like, Oh, you know, maybe if you're lucky, you know, uh, every couple months it'd be like, Hey, guess what? Big special thing. You get to go to the comic store. Woo. You know, or whatever. Right. And, and so, but in between that time, you know, you, you, you know, your, your mom might've gotten her nails done. And then I could run down the, to the next couple shops and be like, dude, I'll go to quick stop. I can get comics, you know? And so, yeah, absolutely. So, so, so some of those, you know, as far as the timestamp goes, it won't always necessarily line up or anything, but that's, 
you know, in, in those cases, you would you would get them from wherever you could, essentially. So Right. I mean, to comic fans before that are too young to remember buying comics any places other than a comic store, because uh, I was buying comics in the 70s and 80s, I mean, comics were everywhere. I mean, you just gave that list, and you could tell from that, like, the breadth of where they were sold. They were supermarkets and drugstores, and the spinner rack, I mean, some places, yeah, had them on actual newsstand yeah. racks. Yeah. But, but most places had them on spinner racks, and, and spinner racks were provided by the publishers to newsstands. They didn't just go out and buy these themselves. This was something – this was – you know, basically uh, you had publishers like DC and Marvel and, and more the distributors really, whoever owned DC, National Periodical Publications or whatever. They would provide this, these things to the newsstands because they would say, well, we want you to sell our product and we want us we want you to sell our product in the most attractive way possible so here's these racks that are going to be specially made for these things and i remember like a ra- a spinner rack with comic books you know like if i saw i would scan a store a new store and if i saw something that looked like a spinner rack i was like ooh there's probably comics in there and i even remember Back up when when I used to uh, go up to the Poconos in the mountains. You remember you've been on that yeah, show, yeah. Derek. Um, when I would go up to the Poconos, and like my parents would go to different stores, touristy things, and like we went to a candle store. And you know what's what's a nine year old going to do at a candle store? You know what I mean? What do I care? But I'm wandering around trying to just like entertain myself, and there was a friggin' spinner rack in a candle store. I was like, whoa, and I ran over to it. Now, unfortunately, all they sold were those weird Christian Archie comics that uh, they did. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, um, it's like, uh, it's like uh, vanilla scented chick tracks. Or <laughs> yeah, I was just like, you know, why is Jughead talking about Jesus? I don't understand what this is. But it was, you know, but it was still comic books. So it was like close enough. So, I mean, I always associated the racks with comic book i mean that's there the two are just completely inseparable in my mind so yeah so while i eventually moved into moved up to buy up moved up to buying comics in stores like you i didn't like you said i didn't go every week because it was a bit of a trek for my parents to drive me there so um or i got my butler cadbury to do it but i mean it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't you know regular so in between yeah i would still go to 7-eleven and the various newsstands or whatever and so the spinner rack you know as they as I started spending more and more time at comic book stores, obviously I saw less and less of spinner racks, but it always that, that sound, that squeak, it always just had that immediate, like you, you just said that Johnny mnemonic thing where it just immediately sends you back to some specific time. And so I always had this notion of like, Oh man, those things are great. Those racks are so big. And then, you know, after a while I forgot about it. And then of course, as time goes on and then eBay shows up and you realize that you can go back in time and buy, all the stuff from your childhood that you thought was gone forever, all of a sudden I was like, well, geez, you know, that'd be kind of fun to own one of those. Now, if you see them on eBay, you can buy them on eBay, but unfortunately shipping one is, you know, impossible. It's going to cost you like $200 to ship it to you. I I can tell you a story about that. Okay, all right, yeah. (laughs) No, no, I just, I mean, I I, I did literally do, because you know what was funny was I thought for sure, like, oh, I need to focus on local stuff, so I went on Craigslist, I went on all the local places, and this was probably before Facebook groups. I sort of feel like I'm Captain America and you're a celestial because you you've owned the spinner rack for like 20 years and, and I, <laughs> I I pretty much I I've probably had it for maybe 
three years, like maybe a little less than that. Like, oh really? Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I've seen photos of that longer than that. I, okay. I, I think. I mean, I you know, again, memory is a funny thing. Like maybe if we if we timestamp the Facebook post, we'll we'll figure it out or whatever. But you know, maybe maybe it's four years. But I I, I see. I, I mean, at least my recollection of it was I wanted sort of a another thing to do at conventions and and i i again i i sort of came up with the notion before i even had the spinner rack you know it might be fun to re-obtain you know older comics that i bought off the spinner rack and and use them as quote-unquote props when i mm-hmm. released podcasts and and different things like that maybe you know i had fun posing action figures next to them and all that kind of right. stuff like i thought that right. was a, a fun you know pastime a cool way to advertise you know your your podcasts and things like that and and then i think I want to say either a little bit before or or maybe a little bit after we all got back from the first Heroes Con that we all went to in 2017. Like, I'm I'm pretty sure it was it was around that time, like either a little before or a little bit after. But I I saw one. And like you said, the shipping's outrageous, but the, the price itself was not. So, so to me, it felt like I was paying, you know, 200 and, you know, whatever it was, you know, 50 bucks, 80 bucks or something like that for the spinner rack. So I kind of went for it. I mean, you know, probably foolishly spent money or whatever, but, but I, I was not finding anything. And, and the other, the other ones on eBay, it was like, uh, would you like to spend $9,000 on a spinner rack? And it's kind of like, no, thank you. Um, yeah. you know, so, <laughs> right. so it was like, you know, and, and, uh, you know, it wasn't, I mean, you know, I suppose if I could, I could Q snap myself a spinner you know, I'd, I'd Q snap myself like a Walden Books one or, or, or the Hey Kids Comics one or whatever. But, you know, this one says Dairy Mart Comic Center on it. And it, 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 you know, it got shipped to me in a huge vertical box and everything. You know, it showed up in pretty much in one piece. We pulled it out um, and it was super squeaky. And I was a little disappointed because I was kind of like, oh, it's just making this awful, awful squeak. <laughs> and and then and my dad took a look at it and he's kind of like, you know what that needs? That needs some WD-40. And he, he, he helped me put some, he's like, here, use some of this. And, and we put a bunch of oil on the actual rod and took off the, the rack for a second. So, so when that was lathered up with a bunch of oil, we put it back on. And I guess, you know, to paraphrase Negan, you know, she spun like a champ. You know, so after that, like, like it was, you know, I mean, I was, I was super happy with it. I mean, it, it spins really cleanly. And I mean, the, the, the way the, the, the rack on this one is composed, it's like, there's a couple of the, I, I, I guess the, the arms of the, the different, um, sections where the soldering has come a bit loose so i guess the advantage to that is on those ones especially on the top ones that can hold the most comics you can actually fit more comics because that that rod is a little loose um but (laughs) but the, the disadvantage of that is they're not as snugly held so so you need to have sort of a a full uh, complement of comic books. Otherwise they kind of get all woo, you know, like kind of crazy or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, I, I guess that's kind of, I guess the, the story of how it was obtained, but mainly from eBay. And, and I did, I did pay the crazy shipping prices. I mean, I, I would have loved to find something locally, but I don't, I don't know. It didn't seem like that was happening. And, and I, kind of was in that mode i think especially especially after heroes con because there i think i bought a bunch of things with the intent to you know uh, 
build up the spinner rack, I think, because if, if my memory serves, when I first got it, all I really had, because I, I sort of, you know, did what I commonly refer to as the great purge, where, you know, a lot of the comics I read these days are digital, and and I had maybe like a box of comic books left where it was stuff that I knew wasn't available digitally or maybe I just held on to it because, you know, because I guess I, things that I refer to that quote unquote survived the great purge. Like it wasn't that I wasn't planning on selling it. It just somehow slipped my notice or was in a different shed or something like that. And and now when I come back to it and go, hey, like I, I, I'm going to hang on to that just out of a sense of nostalgia or whatever. And so at the time, I think all I really had were the the pack-in comics because I, I had just gotten like all these DC Universe Classics figures and all these Marvel Legends figures, and they all you know in some of those those uh, waves, the one of the features with those uh, action figures like the DC superheroes and the the Marvel Legends, they would have these reprint pack-in comics that came with the action figure. So for a little while, I just, just to see what it looked like, you know, I, I put all those reprint comics on the spinner rack initially. And then, and then I think that evolved into, well, why don't I put comics that I actually bought from the spinner rack on the spinner rack? There and, you go. And, and, and so, and so then that, you know, basically I think I, I took those cause, cause a buddy of mine on the podcast, uh, my podcast, Brian, he, he ended up getting a spinner rack too, but he's like, Oh, I, I don't, you know, I think I think he has comics, but I think he was, you know, some of the comics he owned, he wasn't willing to put on the spinner rack. <laughs> and, and so what I did was I sent him all those those reprint, you know, Marvel Legends, you know, edition, you know, facsimile ish comic books, you know, not for sale, comes packaged with the 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 figure itself, yada yada yada. And so I think right, I, you... I, I think I shipped all those to him so he could have something to put on the racks. But for me, I think I, I, I mean, I, and and I'm I'm getting pretty, uh, shall we say, extreme with my my uh, picks on the spinner rack because I I did I did recently get uh, some uh, a comic book that's that's uh, a key issue that's that's pretty pretty uh, it, it it can be really valuable and i took it out of the bag and put it on the spinner rack and i just don't care like about <laughs> value of it it's like i bought mm-hmm. it i bought it from a 7-eleven i'm putting it on the spinner rack so and i know some people are like you're a savage and i'm like damn straight i'm a savage so <laughs> so i mean sorry right, so you you set out to get a spinner rack and you mm-hmm. were like i'm gonna yeah. go look for this thing yeah and find it now. That's interesting. You said that. What, what does it say at the top of your your spinner? Uh, this I'm, I'm not because th- th- this obviously was shipped to me from from a different region of the states, but it, right. it says Dairy Mart. So I, I believe I, I don't know if Dairy Mart is like Quick Stop or something like, or or, or it, it was in gas stations or something. But it says Dairy Mart Comic Center. So hmm. and I, I know a couple people have commented like, oh, I had one of those in my, you know area or you know but it, it you know maybe maybe it looked a little different because sometimes people say oh yours has like blue lines on it and ours had you know red or something or whatever but i mean i i'm not familiar with the regional aspect of it very much but um it's i mean it, it you know i i suppose i mean if you really wanted to you could make facsimile signs and put whatever you wanted on there i mean i could put a hey kids comics thing on there if i really wanted to but i'm, I'm just leaving it as as it came to me you know is the sign is the sign like bolted onto it or is it kind of like you could slide because it's like i wonder did they make generic spinner racks with a slider that you could just put your own you know your own chain 
on top of because I, I would it's, it's like it's kind of amazing to me that like a, a chain called Dairy Mart. I mean, maybe they were huge. I don't know. But like would have enough would be selling enough comics that it would be worth it for them to put their own name on Spinner Rack. So I wonder if it was like a slip and slide thing where anybody could just drop in their own name or something. Since, since I'm not social distancing from my Spinner Rack, I think I'm going <laughs> to like actually get up and, and find out for a second. But, All but right, you'll, here we go. You'll, you'll, you'll excuse me while I, I uh, see this is the, the funny sounds that everybody laughs at me for because it's got my, my electric uh, movie chair or whatever that I sit in. <laughs> um, hang on one sec. Let's, All right. Okay, everybody. Let, let, we're going to find this out. Let's see if this is movable or not. <laughs> Hey, so so it's actually like metal. It's soldered on there. So interesting. I mean, I mean, I presumably it's it's something that they they printed and then soldered onto it. But I mean, interesting. It, it's not. It's okay. not. It's not something I can just slide out. Pop of. out. Oh, that's that's really interesting. I would love to know. I would love to find out about that. Like whether they that local chains had that level of like, you know, commitment to selling comics. That's really fascinating. Cause I always assumed that they would be generic. I wonder if, I wonder if dairy Mart is generic. Like I wonder if they were just in sections where they sold like milk and eggs and whatever, like, yeah. Oh hmm. yeah. It's interesting. All right. That's a, yeah. So, I mean, so you set out to, to buy yours. I did not. I actually, this was, again, this was in, around 2001 or 2002 and i i had talked about this other store that i shopped at called the Voorhees news and tobacco shop which had a big rack of comics and my dad would take me there occasionally and that's where i would get my digests my charlton's you know they were hard to find um occasional black and white magazine and so that was like slightly more exotic than just 7-eleven which just had your basic comics but I, for some reason, around 2001, 2002, I decided to stop in there for the first time in years. I'd be like, wow, I used to buy – I bought my beloved Justice League of America number 200 in there. Uh, I still own that same copy. And, and I went in there one day, and there was hardly anybody in the store. And they had four spinner racks with like 20 comics spread across all four. Wow. Like clearly, they just stopped really bothering selling comics. So these spinner racks were like half empty. And the comics were like leaning over the side and the spines were all bent and clearly nobody really cared about this. And I have no idea why I got this notion, but I was like, boy, I'd love to own one of these things. Like this would be really cool to own. And I, I've told the story I think on Fire and Water at one point many years ago. I don't know why I did this, but for some reason I felt the need to concoct – a bullshit story as to why I wanted to buy one of these things. I, I think I was scared that if I just went up to the guy and said, I want to buy one of your spinner racks, it would just sound weird. And the guy would be like, no, I'm not selling you my, I'm not selling you my, my merchandise. Like, what do you, you know, like what? So I made up this story about how I had a friend in another state that was like opening up like a newsstand and he wanted to have like a vintage spinner rack and I would love to, and they're hard to find, so I would love to buy one of your. I again, I don't know why I made up this weird story. I'm all damn but, Kelly, that's slick. You came up with that yeah, on the spot, like yeah. I, I, I don't know, it, I don't know that I would have come up with that. Like I, I just thought good. it sounded more. Yeah, I th- I guess I, well, I can lie when I need to. It sounded, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it just sounded more like it just sounded more official or something, and so. I said it to the guy, and the guy goes – the guy kind of looked at me, and he's like, well, he's like, look. He's like, I don't own the place. He's like, I'll run it by the owner. Uh, And he's like, give me your phone numbers. I'm like, all right, give me my phone number. 
So I, I drive away and like 20 minutes later, the phone rings and it's the owner of the store. And he's like, yeah, I talked to whatever. And he's like, you want to buy one of the comic racks? I said, yeah. And he's like, where is this store that you want to buy it for? And I, I knew enough to lie and say, oh, it's in Ohio. Because I was like, I knew if I said New Jersey, he might be like, oh, this is that's like my competition. I don't right, want to do it. Right. So I was like, oh, if I lie and say it's in another state, he doesn't have to worry. And he goes, oh, okay. He goes, how's $75 sound? And I was like, absolutely. Nice. And I, I literally got back in my car, drove to an ATM machine, took out the money, went back. I mean, I wasted no time. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, just in case he changes his mind. I went in there. I went in, gave him the $75. And the guy was like, just pick whichever one you want. And they were all the same, so I, I carefully pulled some comics off of the one I picked, put them on another one of the racks, and I walked out with it. You know, and it, this thing has the header on it, got Spider-Man and Superman, I, I, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, praise praise his name. Name, Superman on it, Richie Rich, and Archie. I mean, it's like, the be- it's like my favorite heading possible. Yeah. And I brought it home. And unfortunately, then it, it it stayed in storage for a long time because I just didn't live anywhere where I could like display it because you know it, it is a comic book spinner rack. But event, but briefly, uh, when I, I had a job uh, at an, at a movie trailer distributor and I actually had my own office for a little while and I actually set it up in there and I got some funny looks from my coworkers, but I didn't care. I was like, I don't, whatever. And then eventually, when I felt that that job was uh, my my time at that job was was ending, I got rid of it put it back in storage and there it stayed. And then when I moved in uh, to this new apartment, uh, like Kelly, God bless her soul was like, I love the spinner rack. I want to put it up in the living room. Hey, and I was like, look, can I, can I give props to Kelly for the Vampirella oh. poster too? Oh yeah. Oh, she's the super, coolest. She super, really is. Super cool. Super cool. She is. I was like, look, I'll put the spinner rack in the spare room. I don't, doesn't need to be in the living room. She's like, no, 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 let's put it in the living room. So I have my spinner rack next to like the bookcase with all of our books together. And now it's filled full of comics and it just makes me so happy to see this thing. I mean, just it's out. It's, you know, like moving around, you know, I mean, it makes that sound. It's great. I just love it. And so it's just like, I don't own that many things anymore that I feel like I couldn't like live without. Most of the things I have, I could replace if I absolutely had to. And, and a lot of stuff, I'm like, eh, you know, I like owning it, but if I never, you know, if I had to get rid of it or I lost it in a fire or something horrible, it'd be all right. But this is one of these things I'm like, this is so unique. I'm never going to be able to find, I mean, I could find one in eBay because you did, but it's like, it's going to cost a fortune. And I'm like, 75 bucks for this thing was yeah. a steal, yeah. a complete steal. So, and then I've taken pictures every so often. I put it up on Twitter and people were like, oh my God, I can't believe you own one of this thing. So I, it's again, it's just one of my favorite things. So. I have to ask you two, two different things about this. One, where do you keep it in your house? Obviously, it's not far from your chair because we heard you go over to it. And we, you talked about this a little bit. Like, what comics do you have on it? Do you have rules for what comics you keep on it? So, so before I answer the questions, I just want to share. Every time you mention the Voorhees newsstand, I get this, yeah. this funny-ass picture in my head of, like, Mrs. Voorhees and Jason <laughs> in his hockey mask, like, at the, the cashier rack, you know, like, selling you the mm-hmm. comics and stuff. <laughs> just need to say that because I always think of that every time you mention that. Um, He's such a good boy. <laughs> we can sell him the spinner rack. It's fine. It's in Ohio. <laughs> Um, you don't have to kill him, Jason. Um, <laughs> um, so, so I mean, I guess this room is is strictly speaking the the man cave, the entertainment right. room. I mean, on on the alarm system, it is labeled TV room. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> side TV room, whatever. I don't know. Um, so that that's where this is. Like basically, the the simple answer is not in my bedroom. Um, I mean, th- this has you know the the Blu-rays, DVDs, uh, uh, signed art, posters, you know, um, um, video game systems, you know, that that kind of thing. And, and of right. course, my, my podcasting setup, you know, like I've got a little table where the, the microphone is attached to and, and all that kind of good stuff. But, yeah, I mean, that's basically where this uh, the spinner rack resides. Um, the, the, I, I feel like we'd be here all day for the what comics do you have on it. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll, give, right. I'll give you the simple answer, and, and we can go into more detail if you like. But I, I will uh, I would say primarily it's going to be DC and Marvel comics. Like, that's, that's mainly what's on it. Um, there are a lot of the star imprint comics from Marvel because that's kind of, you know, the, the kind of cartoon TV properties I grew up on. So I was mm-hmm. attracted to those. Um, a lot of the Marvel is primarily Transformers, G.I. Joe, and Spider-Man, because those were the big things that I focused on when I first started uh, getting out on the spinner rack. The DC stuff, I'd say, you know, Superman, Batman, superpowers, and then and then there were things I was experimenting. You know, I was trying different things, so there's like a random smattering. Like, like ba- basically, for me, like, Siskoid's entire invasion podcast is almost like a love letter to Spinner X for me <laughs> because a lot of the things I tried out back then, you know, Starman, um, uh, I'm trying to think, you know, the, the actual invasion miniseries, um, anything that w- had that, the little, you know, first strike tie in Captain Adam, you know, like, like a lot of those books I tried out for the first time, you know, Justice League International, I tried out from, from invasion and from the newsstand. Um, the, the other stuff that might be of interest to people is uh, a lot of Now comics I got from the Spinner Rack. Uh, hmm. uh, Harvey comics only by, like, default because of the Saved by the Bell. Like, that, that I got that from the, <laughs> the newsstand, and it is Harvey comics. And then, and then the other, the other uh, sort of more indie-ish property but had high-level IPs, at least in my mind, was uh, Blackthorn Publishing because I got all those – I got a lot of oh, those. Oh, wow. The 3D, I haven't thought about them in a long yeah, time. Yeah, I got a lot of the 3D books from the – you know, they, they had Transformers 3D, they had G.I. Joe 3D, they had Star Wars 3D. So those were all – for me, those were all major things that I I was always uh, very interested in. So, so a lot of those would come from – uh, spinner racks, at least at first. Um, so, so that's sort of the simple answer. But I mean, we we can certainly, you know, I, I can certainly get into more detail with with <laughs> what's on there. And and also, if people are curious too, uh, you know, I'll, any show that I do on my network on our comic book show on Fan Holes, if it says stories from the spinner rack, odds are those comics are on my spinner rack uh at bare minimum the ones i talk about but also uh i guess this will go into the rules portion but <laughs> exceptions are if if sometimes i would you know to to accommodate photo shoots i will incorporate uh, I, i'm like the borg or brainiac or something i will incorporate your spinner rack comics into my spinner rack comic <laughs> and your collective spinner rack comics will become my own so so that that that's also a, a weird caveat to some of my rules interesting okay yeah i mean i i i only have a couple of hundred comics left uh, basically down in my collection and i have a bunch of them in just some short boxes i have my justice leagues some of my Aquamans, uh, but, and then uh, like just a couple other, like a couple of books that are like 
a little on the valuable side that I just don't want to put on the spinner rack. But for the most part, everything else I keep is on the spinner rack. And I, I, don't, I don't have a real general order except I have now decided one side of it is my mountain comic side. So that's all the comics I bought uh, that are mountain comics because those are the ones I still kept. And you mentioned Mike's Amazing World. That that feature, the uh, the thing he has where you can put in what date things are yeah. on sale, yeah. that is so valuable because, like, you talked about how your memory can be, you know, like, not reliable anymore. But it's like, I'll forget what comics I had. Uh, and so I'll go through that and I'll plug up and I'll, you know, I'll say, oh, August 9th, 1979, what was on sale? And I'll see a cover. Yeah. And I'll be like, boom, yep. I remember that one. I remember buying that one. I remember that thing. So then it's like, oh, it's on the list to go get. So I have one side that's all Mountain Comics. One side is um, all Alan Brennert comics. I love, <laughs> I love, I love that you have that theme. Like, I, I, I think I, it makes me feel like uh, uh, doing something because I, I do have a couple like Alan Moore comics, whether they're spinner mm-hmm. rack comics or not. And I, I, there's part of me that almost feels like doing that. Cause I have a, uh, my buddies joke about it, but on, on some of my, my, uh, toy statue shelves, I, I actually have a me Alan Moore shelf or whatever, where it's like, <laughs> it's got like all the, the Watchmen DC classics figures. It's got the, the Swamp Thing statue. And then I, I put together like the, the sort of quote unquote team in Swamp Thing 50 where it's like Constantine and Zatanna and, 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 and Etrigan and the Spectre and Dr. Fate and all those guys with Swamp Thing. And then I sort of put like, um, the Superman with the angry burning eyes and the black mercies on him and like Mongols standing behind him. So like, that was my, my like themed shelf or whatever for like Alan Moore stuff. But I love that you have I love that you have an Alan Brenner shelf. That's so awesome. <laughs> I just decided once I learned from Alan that, that he was doing a new comic, I was like, oh, well, this will be perfect because I actually had them in a box separately. Uh, and then I was like, oh, okay, now, so now the, the front sleeves are all, and I was so happy. And I was like, I, you know, I sort of contrived this when I knew that he was doing that new Submariner comic. I was like, well, now I'm going to add something to the spinner rack. And I went, oh, you know, I literally went over and placed it on the front, took the picture, put it up on Facebook. Cause I was like, okay, I have a new book on the Alan Brennard side of the spinner rack. So, so yeah, then the, the, I, I feel like I could bend my rules backwards to add Alan Brenner comics. Cause this, this is how I would do it. Right. I, I love brave and the bold one ninety seven. Ah, yes. Well, I bought the greatest Batman stories ever told from Mm -hmm. Walden Books. Thus, any comic reprinted in that can be a (laughs) spinner rack comic. Thus, I can, if if I find a copy of it, I will put it on the spinner rack. By the rule of transitive properties, that (laughs) comic will fit on the spinner rack. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I just, I was originally just going to keep. 70s and 80s comics because that's the stuff I bought off Spinner X. That was the original rule. And I have a lot of – and I will go to – like when we went to – when we were in Boston, I was buying old comics mostly for the Spinner Rack. You know, I was just kind of going through and like it was like, oh, uh, you know, oh, look, Chamber of Chills number four for a dollar. That's a good Spinner Rack comic because I don't care about the condition. It's kind of that vintage. So I'll buy it. And so I have been buying stuff to kind of fill that. So I have a, mostly a lot of 70s and 80s uh, Marvel in there. I actually the two comic packs I own. You mentioned the the comic bags, and this is this is two comics in a bag instead of three, so you don't have to worry about that weird middle third book. Um, those I have in the spinner rack. Um, like I said, I have I have pretty much anything that I that I that isn't a Justice League or an Aquaman that is sort of like part of a collection. 
I have on the spinner rack now. And I don't care about the value. I just want them to be, you know, to be available to be read and stuff like that. And so that's that's kind of what I'm buying now. And now I will say my spinner rack is getting kind of full. Like I'm kind of getting to the point where there's not a whole much more I can put on it. So like – are you going to like hit a limit? Are you going to pull stuff? Are you going to like, what, how are you going to deal with that? Well, you, you know, as part of the exceptions, like I think I, I squeezed in what I call uh, quote unquote favorite issues that really technically shouldn't be on there. But like, I would, <laughs> I would write like, you know, top 10 lists or I don't know if anybody remembers this, but I had this like uh, probably midlife crisis or whatever. And I did this whole, like y- there was this meme going around where it was like, write your favorite movie for every year that you've lived. Oh, I remember that. But but I took it and did the comic book version of it, and I made this little, you know, Photoshop thing and and showed everybody from, like, I think it was, like, at the time, 1977 to to 2018 or something like that or whatever whatever year it was, and I, I picked, like, one issue for for all of those years. And I, I think for some of those, like, if I happened to buy that issue, you know, at a, at a, you know, Boston or, or, or Baltimore or, or any of these cons that we've been to, like, I would add that to the spinner rack. But I, I'm like, I can already see now, like, like, even though it's an awesome series and it's prestige format and I love it and it's one of my favorites, like that Further Adventures of Captain America, those four prestige issues, like, oh, if, right, if, I remember if, that. Yeah. if I pull those off the spinner rack, so much space, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, so much space. So I, I feel like there's, there's a couple things I could go in and, and do that with here and there where I could get like super strict on the rules and then make sure that, that, you know, the, the comics that are, are first tier rules, like, like get on there or whatever, you know? So. Yeah, I've been buying. I've, I have been buying a lot of those um, those Dollar True Believers books oh, that Marvel okay. has been putting okay. out. Because like those are, I've been going to like when we were in Florida a couple of weeks ago, and we stopped at a comic book store because I just wanted to see what a, a different comic book store was like. I wanted to buy something. I didn't really want to buy any back issues, but they had all the True Believers, and I'm like, oh, these are fun. So these are nice to put on there. And it, once in a while, like uh, Kelly's nephews will come over, and like they'll see the comics on there, and they'll like per, you know leaf through them and stuff. So it's like I want that to to you know. Don't worry about condition. I don't care about any of that. They're meant to be read. It's not meant to be. You know, I'm, not, I'm not selling comics. to worry worrying about that part of it. So, yeah, I am thinking at some point I'm going to have to start culling them a little bit because if I want to keep getting more stuff, I mean, this thing is going to be bursting do, at the same. Do, do you know what the other crazy solution to that is? No. What? The, the other crazy solution is I, I, I keep hearing rumblings. I'm sure it's real, but I, I, I think they're talking about making replica spinner racks. And you could always, you know, buy another spinner rack. Oh, no. I, you know, I mean, they make replicas of everything now. I mean, why not that? I mean, yeah, at some yeah. point, you know, can, can, geez. Can, I, can I say as a, another first world problem, as, as an eBay consumer, <laughs> I can't stand those true believer issues because you know what that screws up? It's like when I'm hunting for issues and I put lowest price first, you know what I see? Oh. All those reprint issues. And I'm like, I just want to see like the original one and the lowest price. And then you have to like scroll through all of it. And it's, it's not a big deal, but. <laughs> it's, it's painful, you know. I'm like, I just want to, I just want to see the real comic, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't want the reprint. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. I, I could appreciate that. But yeah, so I mean, it's, I that's the stuff I, I keep on there. And, and like I said, maybe at some point I'll, I'll thin the herd a little bit. I'm, I am fortunate in that there is a bookstore. Uh, it's a, it's, I think it's like a local chain called Second and Charles, and they're they're down in Delaware, and they will buy old comics. Now, of course, you don't get. 
you know, really anything for them. But I don't care about that. I'm really more like this is a play – and they'll, you know, they'll put them out for resale. And so it's like, okay, if I want to get rid of something and I don't want to just throw it out because that, that – painful to me is throwing yeah. a comic yeah. book out that just feels wrong uh i can sell it back to this bookstore and you get store credit and like oh great i can go use this to buy something else and then if i want to thin some space out i can a little but right now i mean like i said i'm getting to the point where i'm like this is really a lot of comics on there now um in terms of the rules is there like you say you don't have anything of super value would you is there well like, I, if, that, you, if you, if that, you I, I sort of i sort of broke that rule because because recently i i did get a copy of new mutants 87 and that was a spinner okay. comic and that okay. i mean i guess technically that's valuable like that i mean you know relatively speaking like and and i just put it on the spinner rack so i i think again that's me trying to be i don't know contrary or savage or whatever like not <laughs> not you know not heeding the the call of uh you know, uh, uh, you know, I guess mint on card collector type mentality, mm-hmm. you know, me just being like, dude, this is, I, I want these in their, their natural environment type thing. So, so I think that that adheres to that as well. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's probably something else on here. Like, I mean, I, I, it, it took me a while, but like uh, uh, some of these, like, I mean, for the most part, I have to be honest, I, I tried to go the professor Allen route with the whole thing. Like if I could get it in a, you know, quarter bin, if I could get it in right. a 50 cent bin or a dollar bin, like that's what I was going for at first, like nothing to break the bank. But as I, as I come down to, I, I, I would say I probably have, unless I have any Johnny mnemonic moments, like <laughs> as far as my list goes, I probably have like maybe 25, 28 comics left that I would need to stick on this spinner rack. And a lot of those, especially the low print run, like, star comics or the low print run like later transformers issues like for whatever reason now you know it's like that crazy thing where you realize like why is batman adventures what is it like 12 13 the the thing with harley quinn in it it's like a gazillion dollars and you're like sitting there going oh yeah i probably sold that for like two dollars a long time ago and you feel (laughs) like it's like that warner brothers thing you you got the the hee-haw like donkey face or whatever you 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 feel like a fucking jackass but anyway so so I'm, i'm sure i sold plenty of comics like that for not that value you know but but now that i'm looking at like some of these lower print runs like Especially the Masters of the Universe, it drives me nuts because I'm like, I, I got a few of them um, and put them on the spinner rack, but some of them are just, to me, like kind of outrageous. So I'm, I'm kind of hunting and pecking and waiting to find something that's, you know, reasonable at least. Um, but I, I don't think I have too many more to get as far as that goes. So I'm not, I'm not super concerned about running out of space. Like, I, it's more like just having fun and, and having, I, I think having something fun to hunt for at conventions was, was part yeah. of appeal yeah. to that, you know? And, and if that, if that turns into, cause I, I think that's why my, my rules can, can have a lot of exceptions where I think uh, you'll, you'll often hear me say, okay, there's the comics I bought from the stores we discussed. There's also comics that I added to the spinner rack because my aunt on my mom's side sent me a care package filled of comic books. They didn't, oh. they didn't come from a store, but I sort of, treasure that that yeah, care yeah. package right so so all those miniseries you know the, the the return of the jedi miniseries that i recently put on the the spinner rack that was part of that 
aunt care package, right? So, like, I, I remember, because there were a bunch of four-issue miniseries, it was like, it, it's funny, it was like, Jack of Hearts, which forever cemented my uh, dislike of the character, and then, <laughs> then and then Magic four-issue miniseries, which forever cemented my love for that character. And so, the, you know, there were a bunch of miniseries, uh, there were a bunch of, like, Peter Parker alien costume, spectacular Spider-Man issues, you know, it was a whole swath of them, and so, like, all those get included on the, the spinner rack. And then, some other things where you have that Johnny mnemonic moment for me is I early on, I would do trades with other friends for comic books and stuff. And it's interesting because what, what I remember about that is we did a big trade. I traded some comics and then I got a bunch of comics from the friend. Then the friend wanted the original comics because he was nostalgic over them and wanted the beat up copies. And he went out and bought me like back issue, nice copies of the comics so I could give him back the beat up. <laughs> wow. And, and I consider all those like spinner at comics because of mm. that. So like, that's one of those things where I, I did have a Johnny mnemonic moment, like a couple weeks ago where I was like, I was like, dude, Batman three fifty nine, Like that's, that was, <laughs> that was part of that trade. Like that was, that was one of those that was like a super beat up copy that I had of that. And I'm like, okay, that's going on the list. I don't care how much money it is. Like I'll, I'll get it at some point, you know? And it's like, it, th- th- those are those, those kind of comics that, you know, it's, it's, the, the rules are flexible, but, and, and, and what's funny is even when I have guests on shows, like I've had guests tell me they bought comics from comic book specialty shops, but they had a spinner rack there and they bought them from the spinner rack. So I'm kind of huh. like, okay, like, yeah, what, you know, to me, it's like, I'll, I'll let them tell me, you know, what, what their own rules are. Yeah. Absolutely. And, 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 and that's to me, it's like, it doesn't, you know, doesn't, it's no never mind to me. Like I, I, I'm just here to talk about fun comics and all that kind of stuff. You know, Ju- Justin is fond of saying he got comics from the Piggly Wiggly, and I was like, <laughs> years, I, I had no idea what that. I was like, well, can you tell me about that? Like, what is that? And and now it's like, I guess it's part of our vernacular where we're like, oh yeah, I got some comics at the Piggly Wiggly, and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, great. You know, like that's that. You know, th- those are some of those those things where you get to sort of enrich yourself with those stories that tie into a medium that you love, but, but that you, you're, you're uncovering new history and new things about them through the, the means of how you acquired them. I, I think that's why you were, you know, excited to do this and, and exchange and, and talk about it. Cause it's, it's fun to find out like things that you, you didn't realize about a hobby that you love so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, though I have one last thing I want to ask you about, but before I, I get to the there is I have just one comment, last comment I wanted to make was that in terms of the fun aspect of it, one of the things I do love about having the spinner rack out in the, the living room is that there's the interchangeability of it. And we've already talked about because Kelly loves decorating uh, the house for different seasons. She has all this Halloween stuff, she has mm. all this Christmas stuff. So when it comes to when, when Halloween time comes, she's going to set up all these like these she has like these like lit haunted houses with like little spooky ghosts and stuff. And I'm going to put all my horror comics mm-hmm. in front. So it'll be horror comics on the front of each side when it's Halloween time. And then when it comes for Christmas, I'm going to put all the Christmas comics up in the front. You know, there's like Christmas with the superheroes and like uh, there's a, the, there's like the Batman 184 with the Huntress where mm-hmm. it takes place in where. So it's like I'm going to be able to like do my own part of the decorating of yeah. using the comic rack to do that to, you know, make it more of a kind of like, you know, the spinner rack is not – 
a sore thumb-ish sticking out of the decorating. It's actually kind of incorporating with what we're going on. So I'm kind of looking forward to that, of being able to interchange the comics like that. Uh, al- um, along those lines, I remember we, we did uh, a Valentine's Day uh, comic book episode where we picked a bunch of issues. So it's like now, that, that for me, that'd probably be a bunch of pictures of uh, Maxima kissing Superman or something. Like, <laughs> right, but, right, but, right. But, but yeah, I mean, you, I'm sure you could you put all kinds of cool stuff. Like I, my buddy, you know, he, he brought brought the the issue one of the issues with Lori Lamaris so it's like I could put for Valentine's Day a bunch of Lori Lamaris Superman comics or something mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, so the last thing I want to ask you is uh, before we sign off is you don't just have a spinner rack you actually have an Archie Digest rack too yeah which is really makes the 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 Digest cast hosted me jealous so how did you end up with that little beauty? well that that was also I mean hunt and peck on eBay but I, I I found I saw that on eBay and I was like ooh like and that that's one of those ones it's like you I I probably should figure out some place to actually fasten it to because it's like one of those ones where it, it, on the back of it you can um like sort of twist the screws so that it right, basically right. sits on some kind of flat surface or whatever right now i have it um my my blu-ray ikea shelves like there's uh about seven of them all in a row that have like all my blu-rays which you talk about running out of space like i (laughs) i totally ran out of space for that like the the spinner rack's fine the the blu-ray shelves are another story um so but on the top of that that that's where i sit the 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 archie rack and there's there's three um columns i guess and and so you can put I'd say anywhere from maybe like I probably like the, the the GI Joe digests like most of those fit pretty snugly and there's about 13 of those and then the the Transformers ones there's only 10 and that's a little loose and then the third row is pretty free for stuff like that I have a uh, Spider-Man comics magazine digest and yeah, yes. and I have a I think it's a best of blue ribbon new teen titans one that that, that <laughs> justin had sent me um <clears throat> but yeah that's i mean that that was just it was from oogling ogling and, and admiring on ebay and 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 I, I i think i stumbled upon that because i was looking for digests to replace at the time like because i didn't have all of those digests that I just mentioned to you. So I was like sort of hunting on eBay, just saying, Oh, I wonder what these cost. I wonder who has them and how available they are and what the rare ones are and all that kind of stuff. So I think in, in entering, you know, digest, you know, uh, transformers, digest, Archie digest, like whatever digest search terms on eBay, eventually one of the things that came up was that, that sort of little mini rack that you conceivably could hang up on, you know, a checkout stand or something like that. And then I went, wow, that's super cool. Like the way that looks and it, it has the Archie logo on it. I was like, that's, that's super boss. So I like, I totally, I I was like, should I? And then I was like, oh, I totally should, you know? So, (laughs) and so, yeah, I, and, and then when I did it, I made all these gag things where I have a, I have this huge Optimus Prime figure, you know, where he was holding the, the entire Digest up, you know, like pleading for you guys to cover Digest and stuff. You know? So, like, I, I thought it was awesome. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Oh, it's great. I love that piece. And I will say that uh, the last time uh, for Fire and Water, when Shag and I covered the Aquaman um, 100 pagers that, that, that they're selling in basically just Walmart and stuff, I, I stopped in a Walmart and they I saw the display there and they had that display box oh, okay. that, D, that DC is is sending the books at it and I mean if any of you have ever seen these things in dis, in display in a Walmart 
clearly no care is taken with these things. They're just piled up and they're all falling over. And like, I had that instinct to be like, could I ask a manager if I could buy that box? Mm-hmm. And it's like that, that, that drive never leaves you. Or it's just like, I don't know what I would do with the display box, but it just looks so cool well, you- that I instinctively wanted to own it. Cause I'm like, nobody's paying any attention to this thing. It's, and I'm like, I just know it's going to get thrown out. Yeah. Once somebody stops caring about these, they're just going to chuck it in the trash. I'm like, Oh, that just makes me so sad. Well, you, you have that super cool treasury box, right? I do. I, yeah, so, yeah. I got that. I got that off of eBay. I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause I actually was forgetting about that i was going to mention it's it's right to my it's immediately to my left as i'm sitting here yeah i found it on ebay dc put out these display boxes uh to sell the alex ross Paldini treasuries and it's a little box and it says dc on the front and then it comes with different headers that you can insert in and it's got the each header for each of the books so there's like a superman header batman wonder woman and shazam with the name of the book and so i have those Alex Ross treasuries sitting in the display box right now on top of my bookshelf. And then I swap out the header every so often. And it just, it just makes me happy every time I see it. I'm just like, Oh, I just love that thing. So there's, there's some comics like I, in a previous life, I must've been like a newsstand vendor or something. I (laughs) care about all this stuff. It's just ridiculous. So, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it owning a spinner rack is really a fun thing. It, It feels so unique to me because it's just like how many people, care about comics to the point that they want to own them and display them like this. And so uh, I am, I've been said, I want to do this for the longest time. So I'm so glad we had a chance to talk about this, Derek. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I, I just to cap it off, I feel like owning a spinner rack is a physical manifestation of the find your joy mantra. And that's basically what I was trying to do. So thanks for having me. And, and this was super fun to talk about. Very good. So tell everybody where they can find you on the internet. So if you want to listen to podcasts, and some of those are about Spinner Rack Comics, you can come on over to fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. And if you are interested in comic book adaptations to film, head on over to hocof.blogspot.com, and you can watch some videos on comic book to film and TV adaptations. Oh, I love that series so much. Uh, so, of course, if you want to find back episodes of FW Presents, go to our website, firewaterpodcast.com. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and on Stitcher. And I don't, I don't know if FW Presents is on Spotify yet, but we'll have to get it up on there because it's, it's kind of the catch-all for everybody. We must have done, between all of us on the network, we must have done like a thousand episodes of FW Presents <laughs> at this point because we just throw everything in there. Uh, and, of course, if you want to support the network, go to patreon.com slash FW podcast and there you can uh for various uh, d- different levels of donation you can unlock various rewards one of which to be name checked on a show of your choice so big thanks to uh gord tolton and david ace gutierrez for their support of the fire and water podcast network so thanks everybody for listening let us know in the comments at over at fireandwaterpodcast.com if you own a spinner rack or if you display your comics in some unique way i would love to see what everybody does with their comics if they display them in a way other than just in long boxes somewhere that would be that would be fun to see so again i hope you enjoyed this uh, trip down memory lane for derek and me and i'm going to end this show with the phrase that adorns my spinner rack comics read one today If you're looking for adventure this summer, escape with Marvel Comics, fight crime with Spider-Man, meet the Fantastic Four, and watch Captain America in action. 
May the Force be with you as you battle the evil empire in Star Wars. Discover the secrets of the South American jungle in Raiders of the Lost Ark. And with Marvel Comics, you're never alone because they can go with you in the car or to the park, even on a rainy day. Marvel Comics are your ticket to fun and adventure.